the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. I want you to take your Bibles today and turn to Genesis chapter 42. It is a true rags to riches story. Joseph was one of 12 brothers. His dad gave him a coat, uh, a coat of many colors. Uh, He was hated by his brothers. His brothers were going to kill him, eventually sold him. They threw him into a well. Then they took him out of the well and they sold him into slavery to a caravan of Ishmaelites who then, after trading for 20 shekels of silver, they, the Ishmaelites, took Joseph and sold him uh, as a slave into the household of Potiphar. Potiphar was in charge of Pharaoh's army. Potiphar's wife, we don't know if this was a one-time occasion or this was the way she was. She looked at all the slaves there in the household. The Bible says that Joseph was handsome and well-built, and she made sexual advances on to Joseph. Joseph, wanting to do the right thing, he ran And uh, then she falsely accused Joseph of some things. And so Potiphar threw Joseph into what's called the king's prison. While Joseph was inside the king's prison, uh, he was all but forgotten. Uh, But, you know, God never forgets who you are or where you are. Uh, He interpreted some dreams for some people there in the prison. Because one day, Pharaoh, the great Pharaoh over all of Egypt, had a dream that no one could interpret. And someone came to the great Pharaoh and said, hey, when I was in prison, I met this little Jewish uh, Hebrew slave. Uh, he, he was really good at interpreting dreams. Well, Pharaoh couldn't find anyone to interpret his dreams, so he called for Joseph. And Joseph interpreted the dreams. And because uh, Joseph's ability to interpret uh, Pharaoh's dreams, Pharaoh actually ended up hiring Joseph to run the entire nation of Egypt. It wasn't, wasn't Pharaoh, it was God who elevated Joseph out of prison and into the palace of, of Pharaoh. You can find yourself in the most difficult of all situations, not realizing that God is moving behind the scenes and in just a few hours, God is able to reverse your situation. And all God's people said, amen. Now you're caught up to speed. So today, a story of grace We have an unexpected family reunion. Jacob, there's a severe famine in the land. Jacob learned that there was grain down there in Egypt. So verse 2, 
He continued, he said, I've heard, he doesn't know, but I've heard that there's grain down there in Egypt. It would take a two weeks journey to go from Canaan down to Egypt. Skip down to verse five. So Israel's sons were among those who went to buy grain for the famine was in the land of Canaan as well. Joseph was the governor of the land, the one who was in charge of selling grain to all its people. So that when Joseph's brothers arrived, the Bible says they all bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. Isn't that interesting? So here they are. This is years, years later. They don't even recognize him. But now it all comes true. Here's all these brothers bowing down with their face before Joseph. Look at verse 7. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger. He spoke harshly to them. Where where do you come from, he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. And although Joseph recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. I mean, if there was ever a time for Joseph to take revenge, revenge, it would be right now. Instead of a story of revenge, it is a story of grace. The rest of this chapter is a little bit complicated. I'm going to try to explain it to you. He recognizes them, but they do not recognize him. He accuses them of being spies. So if you look in your Bibles, beginning with verse 13, they're trying to explain that they're not spies. He says, the youngest, Benjamin, is now with their father. And then they said these words, and one is no more. So they're explaining everything that's kind of gone on here. Now here's what happens next. Joseph takes Simeon, who is the second oldest brother. He binds him and throws him into jail. And he tells the remaining nine brothers, I want you to go back to the land of Canaan and bring your little brother. And if you'll bring me your little brother and let me see that you have a little brother, then I'll let Simeon go. Otherwise, you guys are spies. You're not telling the truth. And you're all going to die. He says you're all going to die if you don't go get your little brother and bring him back to me. So he puts Simeon in jail. He sends the other nine back home. With a twist, here's the twist. He tells the attendant, remember they came to, they came to buy some grain. And so, so the, the, the brothers gave the, gave the silver and, and Joseph said, fill the bags full of grain. And then he said, put the silver back in the bags. And the Bible says on the first night, as they're traveling back to Canaan without Simeon, One of those nine brothers opened up his sack and found that there was silver inside the bag. And now they knew they were in big trouble because now not only did the Lord of Egypt think they were spies, now the Lord of Egypt is going to think that they're nothing but thieves. And they get get on their way almost to Canaan. And here's old daddy Jacob up on the front porch and he's counting the brothers. One, two, three. Three. Oh, no, they've lost another one. <laughs> and they got to they explain it. We're, we're, we're missing another brother. And the dad's going, what did you guys do this time? And they're just, dad, dad, just hears out on his dad. Hears out the man who's lord over the land. He thought we were a bunch of spies. And he said, this is how he, he'll know whether or not we're honest men. He he said that we had to leave one of our brothers with him 
He gave us the food. Here's the food to take back to our starving household. And so, Dad, Dad, they took Simeon. He took Simeon, Dad. And then he said this in verse 34, Dad, you're not going to believe this. He said, if, if we'll take him, Benjamin, that he will know then that they're not spies, but honest men. And then he said he would give Simeon back to us. And then he said, Dad, we could trade freely in the land of Egypt, which was amazing for Hebrews. And the dad is in complete shock that one of the boys is missing. And then the, and the brother said, but Dad, look at all this grain we've got. Look at verse 35. And they began to emptying the rest of their sacks there in each man's sack. Uh-oh. You see, on the way home, they only, saw, they only found it in one. Now they're looking at all the sacks. And in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. And when their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. Their father Jacob, verse 36, said to them, You've deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. And now you want me to to give you Benjamin? He says, My son will not go down there with you. His brother is dead, and he's the only one left. If If harm comes to him on the journey you are taking, you will bring my gray head down to the grave. And sorrow. We come to chapter 43, the next chapter. Let's go to point number two. We have an unexpected family dinner. Quite a bit of time goes by. And the famine is so severe. Their father Israel said to them, If it must be, then do this. Put some of the best products of the land in your bags. Take them down to the man as a gift. A little balm, a little honey, some spices, some myrrh. Take some of those pistachio nuts. Oh, yeah. And some of those almonds. In verse 12, take double the amount of silver with you, for you must return the silver that was put back into the mouths of your sacks the first time. Perhaps it was a mistake. And yes, take your brother also and go to the man at once. In verse 14, he says these words, And may God Almighty have mercy on you. And how many of you know in the midst of a family trial that you need a God who is a God of mercy. How many of you know you need a God of mercy in your life? Verse 15, so the men took those pistachio nuts, double the amount of silver, and Benjamin also. And they hurried and they scurried down to Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. Verse 16, now watch this, it's a critical verse. When Joseph saw Benjamin, he says to the steward of the house, Take these men to my house. Slaughter an animal. Prepare dinner. Let's eat at 12 o'clock noon. And here these brothers are. They, they were bitter towards Joseph. They, in their minds, had killed Joseph. They had deceived their father. They had done many, many things wrong. And yet, in the midst of a famine, here they are about to dine with the Lord of Egypt. And what is that a picture of? It's a picture of us because we're all sinners. We've all done wrong. We're not worthy of heaven. We're not worthy of grace. Yet there's coming a day, and yes, the Lord has set a time where there will be a reunion of all reunions. And write this down, there will be a banquet of all banquets. And we will dine, you and I will dine, not with the Lord of Egypt. We will dine with the Lord of of the universe and oh what a day that will be what a day that will be verse 29 as he looked 
about and saw his brother Benjamin. Verse 30, deeply moved. Everyone say deeply moved. At the sight of his brother, Joseph hurried out and he looked for a place to weep. And he went to a private room and he wept. The Bible says in verse 31, after he washes his face, he came out, see, he still don't know who he is, controlling himself and said, let's eat. And so they ate. Then we go to chapter 44, Roman numeral number three. We have an unexpected family trial. They still don't know who Joseph is. It's time for them to, to return to their father, to take the grain, to take Simeon, and to take Benjamin back to Jacob. Verse one, this is chapter 44. Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house. Fill the men's sacks with as much food as they can carry and put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack again with only one change. This time in verse 2, put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one's sack along with the silver of his grain. And he did as Joseph said. In verse 4, they had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, I want you to go out to those men at once. And when you catch up with them, you say to them, why have you repaid good with evil? And then you ask them, what happened to my cup? And so that's exactly what the steward did. He races after them. They're startled. They turn around. It's the steward who works for Joseph. And he says, who took the king's cup? Who took my Lord's cup? In verse 7, but they said to him, why does my Lord say such things? Far be it from us, your servants, to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Arcanaan the silver we found inside the mouths of our sacks the first time. Why, why would we now steal silver or gold from your master's house? That doesn't even make sense. Verse 9. They said, if any of us have found uh, to have this cup that you talk about, let him die. The rest of us will become my Lord's slaves. Verse 10. Very well. He said, let it be as you say. He says these words, whoever is found to have the Lord's cup will become my slave and the rest of you will be free. And so verse 11, each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground. And they opened it. The steward proceeded to search beginning with the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found inside Benjamin's sack. And verse 13 says that this, they tore their clothes because they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city because they now know that they are in deep, deep trouble. So starting in verse 18, Judah, who I think is the fourth oldest, he's trying to explain it to Joseph. And he says in verse 30, if the boy, Benjamin, if he's not with us, when I go back, if my father, whose life is closely bound up with the boy's life, and he sees that the boy isn't there, he will die. Verse 33 Judah begins to beg, please, please, please let me remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers. You see, Judah is trying to do the right thing. You see, the first time he didn't do the right thing. He he put his brother in the well. He didn't care. He sold his brother into slavery. He didn't care. He, he, He didn't mind lying to his dad. He didn't care about his dad's faith. But now he's trying to do the right thing. Write this in the next box. In the midst of heartache and trial, always do the right thing. 
No matter how severe the trial, you keep doing the right thing no matter what. Can someone say amen? Amen. And then we come to the last point, an unexpected family revelation, chapter 45. Can you believe we got through all four chapters? Oh, this is good. Look at verse 1. Joseph could no longer control himself. And so he cries out, have everyone leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph, the Bible says, when he made himself known to his brothers. Verse 2 says that he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him. And you know how the grapevine works. Even Pharaoh's household heard about it. And Joseph said to his brothers, these words in verse 3, he said, I am Joseph. I don't even think they heard this next question when he said, is my father still living? They didn't even hear that. Because the Bible says his brothers were speechless. They were not able even to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. And here is the story of grace. Joseph had every right. He had the authority. He had the power. He had the position. He had reason to exact revenge to condemn, to judge, to throw them all in prison, to mistreat them, to get even. Revenge was his. But instead, he gave them grace. Look at verse 4. He said, again, it's me. I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold. Yes, the one you sold into Egypt. And I know what they were thinking. They're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, We are toast. (laughs) But here's the grace. Look at verse 5. Joseph says, Do not be distressed. Do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was not you, it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household, and the ruler of all of Egypt. And as we prepare to close, look at verse 12. The the brothers still have not said a word. They haven't said one word. Look at verse 12. He he brings Benjamin over. And he says in verse 12, you can see for yourselves. It's me. Look, look, look at our faces. My brother Benjamin, it really is I who am speaking to you. And verse 13, tell my father quickly, go tell my father all the honor according me to Egypt and about everything you have seen and bring my father down here quickly. And verse 14 says that he, he throws his arms around his brother Benjamin and he weeps and Benjamin embraces him weeping. And verse 15, he begins to kiss all his brothers, the ones who had thrown him down in that well, the ones who'd hated him, the ones who had sold him into slavery. What is the year of Jubilee all about? This whole year is about letting debts go. Remember? Who, who do you know can forgive as Joseph forgives? Who's Joseph a picture of? He's a picture of Jesus. Look at him in verse 15. He kisses all of his brothers. He wept over them. 
verse 16. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace, uh-oh, what's Pharaoh going to do? Hey, don't worry about that. God's already taken care of that too. When the news reached Pharaoh's palace that Joseph's brothers had come, Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. That doesn't surprise me. Verse 17, Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers to load up their animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me. So they went out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob. And they told him these words, Dad, you're not going to believe what we have to tell you. Your son Joseph. He's alive, Dad. He's alive. In fact, Dad, not only is he alive, Dad, you're not going to believe this. He's the Lord of all of Egypt. And the Bible says that Jacob was stunned and he did not believe them. When they had told him everything Joseph had said, and when he saw the carts that Joseph had sent to carry him back, The Bible says that the spirit of their father Jacob, what's the word the Bible uses? Was revived. And I think there's coming a time in the nation of Israel where their spirit, God's God's spirit, they too will be revived. And notice what the last verse says. It doesn't say Jacob, it uses... uses the name Israel. Do you see it? And it says, and Israel said, I am convinced that Joseph is alive. And there is coming a day where all of Israel and all of the world, we will all bow our knee and we will all confess with our tongue and we will all know that Jesus is It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. Wouldn't it be great if there were accessible answers to our spiritual problems? Just like there's a smartphone app for calculating a tip or getting directions to a local store. Most of us have heard the phrase, there's an app for that, popularized by the creators of the iPhone. Well, God has an app for the common problems faced by Christians everywhere. Are you stressed out? God has an app for that. Problem with crude language or gossip? Struggling with prejudice? Brokenhearted? Anxious? Or depressed? God has an app for that too. Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, is available now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This helpful resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number 
888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get God Has an App for That on our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Come and explore the book of James and discover God's user-friendly solutions for some of the biggest challenges we all face daily. Get your copy of Pastor Dudley's book, God Has an App for That, today. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our new Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service starting May 5th. Worship service starts at 7 p.m., and it's for all ages, but we're going to have food trucks before the service. In the first few weeks, the food is going to be free. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend, or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, join us on Thursdays starting May 5th at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. All information on dates, service times, and locations can be found on our website, shepherdchurch.com. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.